dealing with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You're pointing in the right direction. You know what? As we're recording this, where is this year going? Where has the first know. five months of this year gone? It's incredible. It <laughs> is accelerating. It's fun. Uh, we're having a good time here on the Selling from the Heart podcast. We are enjoying the community. We're just a couple weeks away from Outbound, which is going to be fantastic. So many great things going on. And uh, Larry, I'm just so excited about the community of authentic sales professionals, sales leaders, that's coming together from all over the world. It's truly inspirational. It is. And it was just this morning, I opened up my email and I got a message from somebody in Australia who's been following us through the daily dose of inspiration. And they said, just keep it coming. I look forward to your emails every single day. And it's the movement, Daryl, that we're creating around authenticity and substance and integrity in the sales world. It's exciting. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And if you want to get in on some of those goodies, uh, including the Daily Dose, just text the word HEART to 21000. That's HEART to 21000. You'll get access to all kinds of resources from our community. And one of my favorite resources, Larry, as we get kicked off this morning uh, is uh, our friends at BombBomb. BombBomb is an incredible tool to help us sell from the heart, say thank you, put a face to what's normally faceless communication. It's rehumanize your business. A little plug for our friends, Ethan and Steve, and their phenomenal book. But just, you know, in the world that we live in today, rehumanize yourself, bring, bring a face to that voiceless communication and shoot a video. You'll be surprised what happens. Yeah, it's incredible. So we got a quick word from uh, we've got a quick word from Steve Passanelli at Bomb Bomb, and then we're going to dive into a incredible conversation today that's going to be a lot of fun. Selling from the heart means putting you back into the sales process, your passion, your energy, the emotion you bring, the belief you have in your product or service. Sales is a transfer of emotion. But can that happen if you're hiding behind a keyboard? Will another text-based message in their inbox get you to where you want to go? There's a better way, and it starts with you. You in front of more people more often through a video messaging platform like BombBomb. We want to guide you along the Selling from the Heart process. Sign up for a free trial of BombBomb at bombbomb.com or sign up for a demonstration and sell from the heart by being face-to-face with more people more often. I love it, Larry. What an incredible tool and what a way to just show gratitude. And so if you haven't tried BombBomb yet, you need to crawl out from under the rock you're under. (laughs) Go to bombbomb.com slash heart. It's free for 14 days. Amazing generosity there. You're absolutely going to love it. And when you do, send me a video. Uh, (laughs) 
Oh, here we go. You always have to be first, dude. Absolutely, Larry. This is the, this is how we roll. Hey, <laughs> speaking of generosity and saying thank you, what a conversation we have. What a guest we have today. Larry, why don't you introduce April and let's welcome her to the Selling from the Heart Studios. Oh, where do I start with April Sprintz? A, a big thank you to Scott McGregor. Scott McGregor, I tell you, is probably one of the most networked humans that I know. He's so aligned. We love Scott. And one day I was just, I asked Scott, who are a couple people that, that you know that I think would benefit from, you know, what we're, what we're doing is selling from the heart and all that. First person, Scott goes, April. And I've enjoyed over this past year to get to know April. So we can't wait to hear that. What's it mean to you, Daryl? But yeah. Welcome. Hey, April. Welcome to, welcome to selling from the heart, April. Love it. Thanks for I having me. I Daryl's thunder and I got <laughs> sidetracked. So I got caught in the moment really quick. Uh, this what is a blunder. Be so but much you know what? fun. That's how we roll. Larry, we're it. just we're just having a good time. But April, you know the question that every guest to the Selling from the Heart podcast gets, and that is, <laughs> what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? So to me, selling from the heart actually means viewing selling as helping. Whatever I have, whatever my service is, whatever my product is, will it help you? And if it does, then you would happily exchange payment for that value of me helping you. So if I'm selling from the heart, I want you to be helped, whether that's my product or service or not. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but here's where, here's where, here's where it goes back to helping or not. Cause you remember in the client appreciation challenge, Joy McAdams was talking about almost that same thing, April. She goes, sometimes, you know, showing appreciation and selling from the heart means that if I'm not the right fit, that's okay. And I think, I, I think quite often in sales, we remove that, you know, am I the right fit? Can I help with, I need to make a sale and we lose sight of that. So I love what you said when you started off. It's just about the help. I, I believe it's the art behind helping that matters the most. Absolutely. Well, you know, in my days selling before I started my company, I coined the term cooperation which is if I want to help you, but what I have isn't best to actually serve you, but someone who's my competition does have something that would serve you better, then we're now in a cooperation where I'm going to refer you to them because I think they can better meet your needs. And what's interesting about that is when you keep that client focus on what really matters to them, you tend to end up getting more referrals from people who never actually purchased from you than you might from even the people who've actually done business with you. What an incredible mindset. And, and I think that, by the way, that is a great word. You've got to definitely uh, put that in the urban dictionary or trade market or wherever new words go. But this, this whole mindset of saying, I am going to help. And that's what, that's what selling is. That's why I'm here. And whatever, whatever it's going to be, that's going to be best for you. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, that does not get forgotten. Salespeople get forgotten all the time, but I guarantee you that does not get forgotten. And neither does gratitude. And that's what we're here to talk about today is gratitude. And uh, you've got the generosity culture. Talk to us. What is the generosity <laughs> culture? This looks incredible. So the generosity culture is really a way to grow and accelerate any business based on the principles of pouring into your people, your clients, and your community. 
And when you do those three things, you can't help but be exceedingly financially successful. And you give just to give, but success always follows. I, I love when you said pour in. I'm a big fan of leaning in, inviting people into conversations, and just just expand on this a little bit more. If, if you're going to coach our listeners through some of the principles behind the generosity culture, where would you start? So it's interesting. A lot of times when I start talking about the generosity culture, folks grab their wallet and they're like, oh gosh, how much is this going to cost me? Because <laughs> people often associate generosity with money. And mm. I tell them, you know, I actually want something far more valuable than your money. I want your time. Mm. Because when you truly pour into your people and your clients, that's what you're giving them. You're giving them actual attention. You're really understanding what makes them tick, what's important to them, what they need. And by doing that, by having conversations with your employees that have nothing to do with how they serve you in your business and everything to do with who they are and what they want, you develop a real rapport that helps you empower them and grow them. And that is the essence of pouring in with your clients, it's a similar thing. You're having those conversations where you're understanding what they really want and what they really need. And I find that a lot of times businesses are like, don't talk to the clients. They might tell you what's wrong. I don't want to know what's wrong. But you do because some of the best ideas that clients I've worked with have had have actually come from what seemed to be a problem with a current client, but solving it was a way to differentiate themselves in the market or create an entirely new line of business. You know, it's interesting. I think one of the reasons we're apprehensive, nervous to talk to a current client and ask those questions is we haven't built up any equity with them. I mean, let's be honest. How, you know, if you if you're one of those reps and you sign the deal and you went on to the next one and never wrote, never called, and never heard from the client unless there's a problem, I understand why you probably don't want to pick up the phone and uh, or write that email and or send that bomb bomb. I get it. But if you have consistently shown gratitude and built that culture in your client base, of course, you're going to want to you're going to have the equity to be able to have that conversation with your clients and not be nervous. Right. Well, this conversation is the equity. This is asking them, how are you? How are mm. things going? And if you're that sales rep, which those folks don't tend to gravitate towards the generosity culture, when they're the one and done guys, they run from this because this sounds like too much work. But here's why it isn't. Number one, this is a much more fun way to sell, to help people because it is so much more relationship-based. And also what we've seen across every different industry across every different kind of sales organization is this begins to replace some of your prospecting because you do such a good job of taking care of your clients after the sale that they're prospecting for you. Because you know, when you have an amazing experience with someone, you want to tell your friends, you want them to have that same experience. You like that feeling of, I know who can help you. And that's what ends up happening when people embrace this and invest in pouring into their customers, their clients, their people. It's, it's so good because April, Daryl and I often refer when you brought up the prospecting word is when you do what we're talking about, you know, at Selling from the Heart, we talk about relational prospecting. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, this goes back in all my decades in the office technology channel. I remember having uncomfortable conversations with management a lot of times going, and then I'll break down it in its simplest format. These conversations would go something like this. You're spending way too much time with your current customers and you're not out there prospecting for more new business. So short-sighted. But, but yet, but 
yet I was bringing in more net new business than anybody else because I was spending the time getting to know my clients and who they, they knew. And then I was asking for help by bridging introductions. It's that simple, but yet we just, you know, we chase the new business, but that's chase the new business through building better relationships with our customers. Absolutely. And there it, it's been proven out time and time again, regardless of what sales methodology you follow, that as far as a long-term strategy, nothing is more financially profitable for businesses than exactly what you were just talking about. Mm. You know, April, we've got a lot of sales leaders and business owners that listen in on this podcast. And I'm just curious, when you think about uh, a sales team, what can a sales leader do to begin to cultivate a culture of generosity in their organization? Well, one of the really important things you can do is start to look at what all you measure, right? Because I'm all for measuring the, the numbers, the annual contract value, how many wins people have. But are you also measuring other things that matter? Are you measuring client satisfaction over time? Are you measuring how many touches they have with the clients? Are you rewarding them for building relationships? Mm. And in every sales organization, you have a lot of different personalities. And another thing that can really make a tremendous difference is to understand that as a sales leader, you do not lead and manage each one of those individuals the same way. You've got to help empower what their specific type of genius is and allow that to get their sales numbers up and help them be as successful as they can be. So this is this is golden stuff. So when you look back at, you know, in sales, we are key performance indicators to death, right? I mean, we look at KPIs sure. like crazy. But when you start looking in the in the sales teams that you work with and how we bring this to the and how you bring this to the forefront is what activities are you looking for? Right. So as a sales leader, what activities would 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 they key in on? when they're working with their current cut with the, with their current clients as far as you know some of the things that we've been speaking about what would you be looking for or what would you be coaching to so here's what's interesting and i have a different thought process around this than a lot of people i think that if you're at the point where you have to measure activities you don't have a good team and you know it mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be micromanaging like that. The activities that I'd be measuring is how many deals are they closing? How often do they ask for my help? How often do they need me to help? And that would be it. And when people are measuring how many phone calls made, how many emails sent, I think people measure activities in the absence of results. Oh, that was good. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it is true. Uh, you know, there are, are scenarios when there aren't results. And I think it's interesting when you think about the activities, so many sales leaders, I've heard this said uh, by sales leaders, some of whom managed me years ago, you know, stop <laughs> spending so much time with the current clients and go out and sell something. But the irony of all of that is it's showing gratitude. It's having that heart of service, helping um, with our current clients, it opens the doors to be able to get into new business and also just have our ear to the ground and figure out what's actually going on in in the client base right now that might actually be the key to unlocking the next deal. Uh, huge right now in a changing environment. Sorry, we're having light bulb Absolutely. moments here. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, is, 
I completely agree with you, Daryl. And I would add to that that I don't care what industry you're in. And I've, I've helped in industries across the board. They're small. I don't care how big you think they are. Your prospect is talking to your client. So when they say, don't spend so much time with your client, go prospect. The first person that prospect is going to call is the current client that they know. Before we jumped on this podcast, Lyra, you happened to mention, oh, you know, when you were at this company, I just met someone who worked with that company. Uh-huh. Right. And we're in, I'm in a completely different industry from you and now from him. And yet we all know each other. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to those leaders is you cannot spend too much time on your current clients if they're still closing deals. Now, if they're never closing deals, maybe you need to move that salesperson to client management. Maybe that is where they are better off. And candidly, that's another part of the generosity culture, which is when you Mm -hmm. pour into your people, you help them understand where they'd be most successful and where they could do their best work. This, wow. It, 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 here, here's the thing that, that I want us to key in on is it's poor, it's pouring into people, but it's pouring into your clients. And I don't think, you know, the first thing as I'm listening to everything that, that, that's been said is, you know, how often are we having these conversations where we're not pouring in? We walk into these conversations with a hidden agenda. We walk into a conversation with at the end of this, something has to happen and we can fill in the blank with that something. And we all know what that something is. But when you pour in and when you lean in, that means Larry's having a conversation with April and there's no agenda. It's just having a conversation. Where's April in that moment in time? And then what happens from there happens from there. It's a course, in my opinion, of having a conversation with somebody. I think these are the skills we just don't work with salespeople enough on. Well, and I think if I can share an anecdotal story, you say there's not an agenda. I would argue there is an agenda. It's how can I be even better? How can you Mm, be even more pleased in this relationship? And I at one point was working with a trucking company and they were complaining about a client they had that had really high service needs, which actually isn't very typical in the trucking company world, right? It's can you get it to point A to point B without losing it, dropping it or setting it on fire? You're hired. So in this particular case, everyone in the in this entire office was complaining. And because I came in from nowhere, I was like, I'll take their call. I'll listen to them. And when I listened to their complaints and this high touch offering they wanted, I thought it was pretty reasonable. Now, here's a company that was losing money. And I said, let's give them what they're asking for, which they thought was like, really? That's that's the first thing you want to do to help us? But what was interesting is this. They valued service much more than price. Mm-hmm. So when they started delivering that service, they were able to get a lot more exclusive business from that current client than they had had. Enough so that it within six months, the company that had been losing money was profitable. Oh, By pouring into yeah. a client. Yeah. Yes. See the light bulb moment. I mean, every sales professional, there's never been a, a sales rep in the history of sales reps that said, I want low margin clients. I want, you know, <laughs> right? I want to minimize my gross profit or go negative. I want to be the cheapest. I want no. to be the cheapest. You know, and, and there's no marketing person that's ever not said, we're a value added organization that delivers superior value and service and blah, 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 insert adjectives here. And the the reality of all of this is we can say that of all we want. um, But, you know, this is show me, show me. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is where, um, you know, we we have and this is a word out to leaders and sales professionals um, as it's a word to me. Right. We're saying we want to add value. 
well, are we doing that? Are we actually doing that? And are we, are we creating that culture or, or are we creating a culture that says, all right, that deal's signed, move on to the next one. Let's go, 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 go. Um, you know, are we adding value or not? And this, uh, this part of this uh, is so convicting here when, you, you know, if you're a sales professional listening in and you want to increase your margin, increase your value. And a lot of that value has to do with you. Well, so Daryl, I'm going to take it really far back from that. Do you know what is valuable to your client? Yes. Yes. Ask them. And one of the things that happens a lot when I go into a business is there will be people grinding on certain things, whether it's reports or certain deliverables, or we do this because it's really important to the client. I'm like, when was the last time they talked about how important it was? And just, you know, deer in the headlights. So we ask them and we find that a lot of times businesses, salespeople, they're grinding on things that are not valuable to the clients and they're not asking what valuable things they could be doing. And mm -hmm. take it to, to like a relationship, right? So, you know, for your wife, you are mowing the grass every Monday morning at 8 a.m. like clockwork. And all she wants is for you to sit and watch a TV show with her. But man, you're on that grass. You are mowing the grass, <laughs> right? And you're like, why isn't she happy? This is so good. And and I think right now, this is a critical time. I mean, as we're recording this in uh, first day of June, 2021, we are, you know, we've just gone through this incredibly bumpy, you know, wild, crazy, awful um, year. And so many, one of the things that was good is when the pandemic happened, so many people did start listening to their clients, right? They said, what do you mm -hmm. need? What do you need? How oh, can yeah. we help? That was really good. The it, when What we learned was that the value, you know, what a client valued, what a prospect valued after the pandemic began was different than what they valued before yeah. because all of a sudden they had a whole new set of problems. Um, right. And here we are right now. And, you know, there's people listening from all over the world. So it's, you know, all over the place where, where we are in terms of pandemic, post-pandemic, all of that. But I don't, it doesn't matter where you are. The reality is the landscape all around us is shifting all the time. And it is so critical to remember that what your clients value today is probably different than what they valued in January of this past year. And if we don't listen, we're going to miss it. And this is such a critical time to listen. And I think, April, you are spot on here with like, really getting in, into the clients and saying, what's, how can I come back to the beginning? How can I help? Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And I would take it even a step further, as you said that there are sales leaders that are listening. You know, mm -hmm. we hear folks who are forecasting what Q3 and Q4 are going to look like, and they're predicting this mass exodus of mm -hmm. the best people, right? They stayed in place during COVID because mm -hmm. they were afraid, but now they're ready to go. If you're not pouring into your people, mm -hmm. you're the one who's going to lose folks. So that's not something that you do when your A players start leaving. It's something that you do right now. So I would have that gut check moment with myself as a leader and say, when's the last time I had a conversation with my best people that wasn't about what they could do for me? 
It, it, it's so good because, you know, through the whole podcast, we've been talking about what do you really know about your clients, right? And pouring into your clients. What April just said is so spot on because as sales leaders, what do you really know about your salespeople? And if you leaned into your salespeople over the last 30, 60, 90 days, what's going on in their world? I like how this is all just, it's almost, it, this is all tied together at the perfect time. Oh, so my. good. What a good conversation. April, how can we learn more? We're like bumping up against the time slot on this podcast already. It's gone so quickly. How I know everyone listening in is asking this question. How can we learn more? How can we get more of April? This is so encouraging. Absolutely. So on my website, drivenoutcomes.com, I have a lot of free resources and will direct people to my podcast where I talk about sales and mindset and all those fun things. And also on there, if you're interested in improving your mindset towards sales or anything else, I have my book, Magic Blue Rocks. Awesome. Oh, hey, speaking of, you, you have to talk about Magic Blue Rocks. Just real quick, bring the essence of Magic Blue Rocks. So basically, Magic Blue Rocks is six short stories from my life, some of what I've done well, more of what I haven't, and sharing how you can do anything with one simple thing that I teach you to do. And it really will be a game changer as far as what you can accomplish for yourself, because the thing is, any of us can do anything. And I'll show you how. Beautiful. Love April. it. Thank you so much on behalf of everybody in the Selling from the Heart community. We appreciate for having me. you. This yeah, is great. You thank share, you. Your heart, all of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Wow, oh, Larry, Darryl, what so an good. incredible conversation. I'm so fired up right now in terms of just this is the time to get, if you're not engaged with your clients, get engaged. If you are engaged, Turn it up a notch. This is a critical time right now for us. Yeah, we say the, the more you learn from your customers, the more you earn from your customers. The more you pour in, the more you lean in. I mean, we always like to leave, you know, Daryl, our listeners with a challenge. And I would just challenge sales leaders and sales professionals out there. What can you grab? What can you learn from your customers? What's something mm -hmm. new that you can learn that you don't already know? Oh, yeah, what a great challenge. So we're going to challenge you to do that. And as we end, we just want to say another thank you to our friends at BombBomb. Go to BombBomb.com slash heart. Try them out for uh, 14 days for free. Look for us at Outbound. We're looking forward to seeing you at the Outbound Conference. And as always, till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, spend time with your clients and listen to them. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.